0: episode of paranormal the new normal i'm your host as always jeremy Here, trying to make the world seem a little more normal but these days that's not easy to do and we might do that today we might not i really don't i don't know i just don't know but joining me today to try and help me with this is my guest seth Santoro, psychic author and so much more but we're getting all that in a bit but first things first. How are you doing tonight, Seth?
1: I'm great. I'm great. How are you?
0: Can't complain. Hard day at work, but after a hard day at work, you always feel good because you feel like you did something. So <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, so let me first start off with the question I ask everybody on this show. Okay. What got what got you into the paranormal or the spiritual? Like, what got you into it?
1: Hmm. I mean, my entire life, I always wanted to see ghosts. I had a couple near ghost experiences and I, you know, and then I started watching John Edwards and and I was like, Oh my God, look what he does. And he talks to dead people. And that's so cool. And then I saw um, Sixth Sense and that was, that blew my mind. And I was like, I want, I literally, I know exactly where I was. I was sitting in the Chelsea cinemas, which is no longer in New York city and like, <laughs> I remember i was thinking to myself i want that life like i want that to be my life um but little did i know it would take about 20 years from that moment no about 15 years from that moment so i was like 16 17 when i saw that um and yeah. i think uh, throughout the my 20s i had lots of experiences um with my I mean, five of my own friends passed away like i just really had a lot of experiences with death and with the just Pretending that I could talk to them, and then it finally, when I was in my early thirties, I came out with my first book, and I literally feel like I broke a pattern of dating unavailable um, individuals. And I woke up and I was like, I deserve so much better than you. And then the universe, the next day, was like, Boom! You're ready now. And and that's when I literally could not even stop the, the voices and the and the or not the voices, but. The, I would be sitting with anyone, and I would just hear so much information about them and their deceased loved ones. And since then, it's been a very fascinating kind of adventure.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it. I mean, that's that's interesting that the that the universe just waited to that exact moment to start it all. Right. I hear so many. I, I hear so many stories like from birth, like I was able to do this. Never is it like the universe chose this moment to Shazam me and give me the ability. But You're right. So.
1: Even my husband, he, he, his whole life, his whole life, he's been into it. But me also, I didn't know that all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. So I didn't know that I could do other stuff, you know, and then I got into psychic work and then I got into energy healing and then I got into baby readings and then it's just an even more energy healing. So it's like, every couple of years I got a new gift that I didn't know that I had before. So I'm very grateful, but it's crazy. It's a
0: crazy ride. It seems like it. And you kind of answered this somewhat already, but okay. my second question always is, have you had any experiences with ghosts, spirits, aliens, cryptids? Take your pick. But
1: Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> no, mostly above. Um, Definitely ghosts, definitely spirits. i I don't see my husband sees, but I don't I've only seen a couple like spirits that I've been speaking with um during a couple of readings. and that was very specific. For example, I literally I looked and out of the of my eye. I saw this guy standing against this wall and in a very specific position. and I could I described him and what he was wearing, and then the person across from me started crying she looked at her phone and she like showed me the picture of him in that exact position it was the last picture she took of him before he passed i was like oh, like goosebumps even now you know um and spirit guides i believe in aliens i i mean my husband has an alien guide and i can feel when he's around um or it's more masculine, so I'm just going to say he. But um, he's very tiny yeah. and small. And I've also had some not so fun experiences as well. Um, just a couple uh, that scared me to death. <laughs> no pun intended.
0: Uh, I, any of those you'd be willing to talk about, or yeah, or not do?
1: No, no, sure. Um, this is more with kind of I would say I would say demonic spirits, but let's just say not good positive spirits um yeah we i was obsessed with uh ouija board (laughs) for a couple years in my early 20s with my call like after college roommates and we everyone was stoned except for me and we were we just started getting really good at it and whenever i was on the board it just seemed like i knew a lot and we somehow let this spirit in and i don't know how it got in but Obviously, the board is some type of conduit. Um, and by the way, I was very accurate. Like, I I now realize that that was my first kind of playings with mediumship. Because what I did on the board now would be considered mediumship, if without the board, though. Right? So anyway, yeah. so we get in the, um, we, we, we start, we, all of a sudden we stop doing the Ouija for some reason. And then we, we all start hearing our names being called at different parts of the house and no one spoke about it for weeks. And finally I was like, hey, do you guys ever hear your name being called? And both of them were like, yes. And they were both women. So um, we were all sitting one night, it was after Halloween and we had this huge bowl of, um, of candy on the top of our fridge, a huge, huge bowl. And we were all in one part of the house. And the next thing we knew, we heard this huge crash and we look and the bowl is perfectly upside down with all of the candies wrapped, all of it. Nothing spilled anywhere else. It was just perfectly there. Um, And then about two weeks later, I had the scariest experience of my life to this day, really. Um, I was just about to sleep with my boyfriend at the time. And I was I know I was awake, though. (laughs) So I know I was awake Um, and I started reading about like mediumship and I read, you know, you should ask the ghosts or spirits if you can help them. So I heard my name being called right before I fell asleep. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And I know that I was, I was holding the hand of my husband or my boyfriend at the time. That was because he was about, he had just gone to sleep and I say, how can I help you? And nothing. And I'm like, how how can I help you? I want to help you. And then this little voice, I don't know if it would be a little person nowadays, but this little voice or a dwarf said, you can't help me, 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 like 20 times in a row. And like everything about me, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then he says to me, don't worry because Orlin, my boy for the time, can't feel his face either. And then my whole entire body went numb. Um, and I, I know it was, and I squeezed that, or I thought I squeezed the hand of my boyfriend at the time. Cause that's the only thing I could do. Um, and I then realized, okay, well, if I can't help you, then you got to go. So I said, if I can't help you, then get the F out of my house. And boom, like everything left, I could move. And I like, I woke up and I was like, <gasps> you know, and, and Orland doesn't remember anything like the next day, nothing. So I know there was something at play there like not not yeah good and benevolent
0: not a casper not a casper
1: not a casper
0: <laughs> that's the way i like to put it it's always it's not a casper it's one of his brothers but
1: yes yes
0: <laughs> so on your profile it said you were a life and death expert okay and like the way it seemed. Why do you love, I mean, I personally do as well to a degree, you know, but well, I'll just ask it. why do you love death so much? I mean, I do, I, I find death beautiful in some ways and I find that it's life. It's a cycle. That's, I mean, that's personally why I am not like, I've never cried at a funeral in my life because I don't see death as a bad thing. I see it as what is meant to be and what's there, but why do you love it?
1: It's the one topic. There's only a couple topics that I could talk about for the rest of my life only. And that is one of the topics. I, I just love everything about it. I love, um, I think that like you, I feel like it's just a passing or a transition into another space. Um, I, I think that if you've ever seen the movie, what dreams may come, I feel like somehow we get to choose what we want in our beautiful heaven afterwards i think it's so much better no matter what it's so much better than this place and the hundreds maybe even thousands of spirits that i've spoken to over the past 10 12 years they all or most of them confirm that it's like it's indescribable and it's so much better than we humans can even conceive of um so i'm fascinated i'm also a little terrified about it but i know that At the end, I will resign. I I believe that people resign to die, like they surrender to death, Um, unless you're in a car accident or it's heart attack. But I believe that most people surrender when they're ready to death. Uh, There's just so much to talk about, like and and people don't talk about it, and that's why I love it too, because I want to dispel the taboo around death, because it's the only thing we can count on. I mean. I don't know if we're going to get rid of taxes anytime soon but like you know you're going to die. We we don't know if we're always going to pay taxes but we know we're going to.
0: Oh. Die. There's no doubt we're always going to pay taxes. I mean. <laughs> come on man. Come on. But unless there's
1: a, a like a zombie a, apocalypse or something which I'm I'm so ready for. Um yeah. Me too.
0: I'm just I'm robbing everybody's weed and just chilling at home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, smoke sleep, smoke sleep. But yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I just think I, I just want to talk about it all the time and I really want to help people. It's a part it's lost. Right. And when I, I help people heal and uh, most people, everyone I know is affected by death. So it, there's a commonality and there's universalness to it. That is beautiful. Um, and it's something we all experience and it's something we're all going to go through. Um
0: yeah exactly i mean that's that's what i mean every family member i I haven't had many family members die that i was close to but the ones that have died like it's always just like it was their time it felt like Mm -hmm. it just felt like like yes i've known about some in the past that before i was born that were taken unexpectedly as teenagers or something like that and it's sad but something had a plan for them and it might just got either the plan got interrupted or that was the plan who knows i wasn't around there to figure things out so but that's that's my personal belief i mean death to right. me is just part of part of nature i don't get sad when things die i mean of course if it's a pet or something then of course it's sad but it's just <laughs> it's not gonna break me you know right. it's not gonna break me right i i mean for me it's a
1: loss right and animals can be just as if not more painful than humans in my line of work um it's funny though I've noticed that when I'm doing a reading for a, an animal versus a human there's so much more fun and curiosity about the, the animal because they say the most amazing things and they say like they they make they make it light whereas humans carry a lot of weight I mean I believe that when we die, we get rid of like 98% of our, 90% of our emotional baggage and a hundred percent of our physical baggage. So, um, but there's always, it's always heavy for both sides sometimes. And not always, but it can be very heavy. Um, So I love doing animal readings because (laughs) everyone's like so excited to hear from, you know, from Frankie or from Gracie or anyway.
0: Interesting. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I just actually had an 18 week old puppy that died back in September because of kidney born with kidney issues but um, so yeah it was horrible my kids and my wife were so devastated but it's just way it is sometimes and he was not meant to live that's all it was I mean he was born that way yeah. so but and you're actually the second person I talked to in the last few weeks that talks to animals and it's amazing because I never talked to anybody before two of you that talked to no, animals no now, way. and now it's like two in a row I'm like what
1: <laughs> maybe there's
0: something there But oh, I mean, but do you talk? Do you just talk to passed on animals, or do you talk to, or can you communicate with live ones too in a way?
1: I do communicate with live ones, um, but more so passed
0: on. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. She try she she actually reads uh, live ones as like a job almost. Like the 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 title of the episode, which doesn't release till January, is actually. the new a uh, modern day Dr. Doolittle. But oh,
1: awesome. I love it. I love yeah, it.
0: I, I try to come up with a good one sometimes, but
1: no, I love it. I love it. I um it just so happens with mediumship when I'm doing readings for people. It it just kind of happens that their animal also will, will come through, right? However, one time I was doing a intuitive reading on this girl, and I literally was like, Hey, I need to tell you something from your dog. And she's like, What? I was like yeah, because animal readings are new to me too. So at this point, this was like two or three years ago, and I hadn't done many animal readings. So I was like, um, your dog wants to say, can you separate out the water and the the food dish? Like, and it's really low. And he's a small dog. So I think you should get one of those things where like, you know, it separates them out a little bit because I think he gets the food and the water right and she's like yeah and i get so mad i leave it for a couple days and i was like yeah that's not cool like that's not cool at all and she was like how did you know that and i was like your dog's telling me right now she's like i didn't know you could do dog readings i was like i didn't know either so anyway there you go that's an example yeah
0: that's (laughs) now it's only like, have you only done like dogs and cats or have you gone to more like exotic animals too?
1: I actually, once I was doing a reading and I knew I was a pet and I knew, I knew I had a taste for rats and mice. And I knew that I was super low to the ground. And I said, literally, I, I think I used the name Frankie but I was like, who's Frankie? Like, I feel like I'm Frankie and I'm really low to the ground. I explain everything. And they're like, oh my God, it's our pet snake. Frankie was our pet snake and I was like you mean I'm connecting with a snake right now um I've also connected with cheetahs in Africa South Africa my husband is South African Ooh. yeah that was one of the most amazing um things we can I tell you the story
0: oh uh, please but you gotta
1: ask <laughs> it's great no, it's a good story um I just I feel like I'm So, um, I was at this cheetah experience place. You can literally go on uh, Instagram to the cheetah experience, and they've moved since, but it was near the town of or the city of Bloemfontein. And we went on this tour, and we thought we would be able to pet animals. You know, this was a rehabilitation center, by the way. So, what they do is they take cheetahs that have been either abandoned or, or that are, they found in the wild that are alone and they take them and they rehabilitate them. And then they eventually let them go back into, they, they train them on how to, you know, hunt their food and seek shelter and all stuff. stuff. Um, so we went on this tour and I was so like, eh, whatever. I mean, there were beautiful cats and beautiful, all sorts of, there was a puma, there was, and there was a black, well, there is no such thing as a black panther, but there's a black puma there um, or a black leopard there. And I could tell he had something wrong with his back, the back of his right hind leg. I knew it. And um, at some point we were taking a break and we were watching some animals in, a, in another pasture somewhere. And the, the owner comes up and she was asking where everyone's from and everyone was from South Africa, except for me. And I she just took a fascinating kind of eye to me. And I was like, so we started talking and I said, you know, I just want you to know the black leopard, there's something wrong with the back, his back, right leg. And she's like, how do you, how could you know that? And I was like, like, was he limping? I was like, no, I could just tell that it's either arthritic or there was something removed there recently. And she's like, Oh my God, like last month, something was removed. She's like, you can read animals. And I was like, yes. And then she literally shoved. She's like, you go ahead with the tour to everyone else. And then my husband and I and our friend, we stayed. She's like, you, you three stay with me. So she took us back into the the real Re- Re- rehabilitation center part. And we got to like see baby cheetahs. We got to like, and then she's Ooh. like, I want you to read Mary for me. And I'm like, who's Mary? She's like, you'll see. So we get to literally go into the. It's, it's a huge enclosure, um, and we're with a handler, and the, I looked at the handler, I'm like, how is this okay? Like, how is she not going to attack me? And he looked at me and he's like, she knows she could just kill you with one, she knows she could kill you easily. I'm like, really? So she's not scared of us? And I was she said, no, she's not scared of you. And plus, she's been around humans her entire life, so she feels a little bit more comfortable with humans. And anyway, oh, yeah. so, so we're, we're literally sitting there and then he's like, okay, you can pet her now. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so my husband goes first. Cause I was a little scaredy cat, no pun intended. And then she started <laughs> purring and it was like the most beautiful, like purring sound. It was so loud. And then I started petting her. I didn't get too close, but, um, and so we started reading her and essentially we were there for like 15, 20 minutes. It was amazing. One of the most amazing experiences of my life. And so afterwards I, I went to the, the owner was like, okay, what's, what's the deal with Mary? And I said, you know, she said to me, she has far less days ahead than she does behind just, just like that. And I was like, she's so wise. And I, I told her how old she was. She said, yes, she confirmed it. And then I said, there's something going on. And there's like, there's a, there's a cancer, going on and she said yes and I was like and I pinpointed where it was and she said yes and um, and my husband got the same things and long story short we spoke about Mary and then all of a sudden this other cheetah came to me like like a deceased cheetah came to me and I was like there's someone else here who wants to talk to you and I feel like you had she was like 19 or 20 when she passed and I was like, her name was blah, And she's like, oh my God, she starts crying and bawling. And so I then give her a reading on this deceased cheetah that was her pet. Well, not her pet, but like one of her animals, right? For like 17 years or something. It was ridiculous. Um, and so ever since then, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can read animals.
0: <laughs> huh, that's... I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, as much, I'm a, I'm a lover of animals. I've been to so many zoos and like to be able to actually understand animals would be amazing. Like just amazing. But, but you keep saying your husband also is a psychic and I'm like, that's gotta be strange. Two psychics <laughs> living together. I never heard of that before even like,
1: no, it's a, it's a married, like married mediums is like a TV show. That idea that they keep trying to push down our, our like they want us to do it. It's, um. It's an adventure. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's he and he sees, right? And he gets really scared. But he, the funny part is he makes the same sound that whether he sees like a small little spider or he sees a ghost in the house. So, like, I, he literally will do like a, and I'll be like, human or insect? <laughs> and like, and that's our kind of our biggest joke together is like, human or insect, because I don't know which, he makes the same sound for both. Um, it's intense. There's a lot of energies always between us. And like, you would think that that would help our communication, but sometimes we believe that we know what the other one is thinking. So it, it kind of makes it more challenging to communicate times. Can,
0: can either of you actually read each other or no?
1: I think I think just like married people, right? I think that, oh, okay. like, I, I don't think Not, it's not so like no psychic. Not like, wife. no, I think we're <laughs> way too close to each other. Like he'll feel things about what I'm going through or about someone else in my sphere. Um, and I will do the same for him, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think we're, because we're so interlinked, like I can't read for myself, which I wish I could.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I will, will, of course, I mean, we all want that ability. That's the ability. That's why everybody wants to be a psychic (laughs) is to be able to read people's minds for themselves. But (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made the dating world a lot easier. I'll say that at least, but I mean, seriously, (laughs) seriously. But, and that's always
1: a that's always a fun one too. Dating as a medium was um, not fun. It was not fun at all. Because as soon as they find out, they're either like, tell me about my dad my dad or tell me about my cousin or and or they'd be like, I don't believe in that stuff. And I'm like, Okay, date over, you know. It was it was tough.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I I could I could imagine I've I've been through similar situations with different things other than being a psychic and it's just yeah, like as soon as they find out one thing about you, it's just like, yeah, no, I mean, hell, I thought the same thing happened with being a smoker. So <laughs> it's like, ah, smoking's bad. I'm like, and your point? Why are you down? Why are you down your freaking margarita or whatever? Like, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> kind of curious though, because it said on your page you're a smileologist. Which, what the heck is a smileologist?
1: Yeah, you know, I did not. Self-coined that phrase, by the way. Like I, I am embracing that. But one of my clients, um essentially, I help. My vision is to inspire the world to heal and smile from the inside. That's my vision, and I, I, I help people heal from loss, and I helped him essentially find his smile again. And so he started calling me a smileologist, and I was like, "All right, like <laughs> it, it kind of works. No one really knows what it is, so you know,
0: yeah, it's." I mean- it's a, it's one of those like, well, I've been called worse moments, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I like it. I kind of like it sometimes. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, it was interesting. I'm like, what the heck is that? I guess I study. Like, I could.
1: I sorry. I study. Pe- I study how to make people smile or how to people find their smiles again. Right? That would be smileology.
0: <laughs> Which makes sense, honestly. I mean, I mean, I smile. I knew it had something to do with making people smile, but I was just like, how do you do that? Unless you're finding like them the lottery numbers, but but yeah. So I mean, that's just where my mind went when I started. But I, I had I had to ask about it. I had to. Oh,
1: like, of course. All just,
0: good. That's just one of those things. But
1: I think that so everyone wants to win the lottery, right? I but I feel like it's more fulfilling. Um, there's just something to helping people find their smile again that is like why one of the reasons why i I know that i'm put on this earth to do you know
0: yeah which i mean that oh as a podcaster i kind of relate to that because i'm i have multiple shows and they that's the point of them is to make people get something out of it either whether they learn something whether i make them laugh like make them smile when they laugh like whatever it's just that's the way, that's why I do it is because for people. I'm not doing it for myself because it takes my time. That's all it does. I mean, I do enjoy the hell out of it. I enjoy the hell out of it. Don't get me wrong. Love but it. It's just, you know, I want to make people happy. I want to make people give them something to listen to and, and to entertain them. So, it yeah. works. I believe. And the numbers don't lie either. So it works apparently. But... <laughs> so, what? Let me ask you this, because I ask every psychic slash medium that's been on my show about this. Okay. I've been told by a lot that there's been a spiritual awakening in the last, well, 10 to five years. Some people, I hear a lot of five years ago, and I hear a lot of 2012. So the question mainly is, like, do you think there's been a spiritual awakening on Earth in in that time period?
1: I feel like there have been several, um, because to be... honest both my husband and I in 2012 that's when the shifts happened I mean to propel us into this
0: yeah
1: doing this full-time or most of the time um as a career and I feel like uh, so I feel like there have been several and I feel like 2020 was a huge shift for all of us hopefully for us to feel more compelled to be to feel fulfilled because after being trapped at home like everyone in the world. And I love that everyone in the world can relate to that in some way, shape or form. Right. So we all went through this extreme trauma really like that, but everyone had their own unique individual kind of experience of that trauma. So I feel like that has, I mean, so many people have moved out of cities or moved into cities or moved out of the country, moved into different, you know, um, moved out into different jobs and to they now are pursuing coaching or you know just people realize that life is short and we could be trapped again someday so you want to do something that you love doing so i feel like there have been several but i 2012 for sure is definitely a big year
0: yeah that's i mean i i a lot of people and myself think that the mayan calendar was really counting down to the next awakening on earth like the next big awakening not to the destruction of earth but even though i love that movie which, Oh, 2012, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that movie for a second, and I'm like, oh yeah. oh yeah, oh my god, I love I just, it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it came out in 2012, didn't it, I think? And yeah, I, I think I saw it in theaters. I'm pretty sure, but I think I'm not I'm not positive at that time. But so <laughs> now I got that movie stuck in my head. But. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. I'm about to watch that again soon. But what was the hardest thing that you had to face? Like, what was the biggest barrier as a psychic that you had to overcome in order to like help somebody? Like, was there anything that really like any forces out there that try to stop you from helping a certain person or
1: that's a really good question. Give me a second. Um I can tell you that um, in South Africa, my husband and I have done like some investigative work with some policemen, and investigators down there police people and individuals, and some investigators down there, private investigators. And I can tell you that we did we did a couple, and one was like this freak accident where someone was sh- a couple people were shot and i could see everything clearly like i i literally reenacted it for them and they said yeah that's pretty much what happened um like i didn't even because at first we were in a house and then they took us to the spot where it happened um and i i i said okay so this is what happened blah blah blah. and they're like yeah that's pretty much what happened so or we think it's pretty much what happened so that was interesting but then an hour and a half later we're at someone else's house and it was a horrible there's a lot of South African murders from from black people to white people or toward white people and I had a block for like literally for 30 minutes I couldn't see anything thank God my husband is really good at this um, and it was also mostly in Afrikaans so but it was really <sighs> it was really scary for me because i'm like what is going on like why can't i see what happened and then finally i kind of tapped in if you will to what my husband was seeing, and then it started becoming clearer so i don't know what that was um but again i'm not there's only been one person and i cried after the reading that i couldn't read like one person um and and i i so i get very nervous when i can't read someone um but apparently you know, all my psychic friends were like, really, just one? Are you kidding? Like, there's a lot of people that I've, ha- I've had to say, yeah, I'm giving your money back. And I'm like, really? I have never, except for this one. Anyway, um, so, and I think that was, and I know why that was. It, it was just something, like, he was a healer himself and an astrologer. Okay. But he was tricked or, or somehow he was up doing a dare or something. Like there's a whole story behind it. Um and I I need people's permission. Like I need your permission if I'm gonna redo. And I don't think I had his. And I don't think I had the Afrikaans families either until I kind of went through my husband. Um other than that, like I've done some crazy things. I've taken like I've I've stopped like dark forces, you know, in every country they have like Macumba in, um, or um, that's in Brazil, Um, you know, in the Creole, Haiti, all that stuff, they have voodoo. Right. So like I've taken curses off of people before as well. That's been, that's been interesting. Like when you know someone sending bad energy, you know? Um, So kind of like in the craft, which I love that movie too, back in the day, like, (laughs) <laughs> totally I like I literally bound that person from doing harm to that to that to the person who asked me right who's a friend of mine so and it worked um uh yeah it's it's a crazy world as you're asking these questions it, I it, keep realizing
0: <laughs> it's all good <laughs> and yeah it, it is a crazy world I mean I've I actually talked to a. A ministry, a ministry member from who went to Dominican Republic in Haiti, and she ended up adopting like 13 or 14 Haitian kids, or like a huge number. <laughs> and the story she tells about like killing people of voodoo and demonic possession down there is ridiculous. Like, so have, do you guys? Do you and your husband just travel all over the world to do do this type of jobs or to help people?
1: Um, not yet. Uh, hopefully someday in the future um, there's there's a couple TV show ideas about like us doing like human and animal readings around the world you know um, but right now we do it where we can um, it just so happened that you know he's from South Africa so we got to travel around South Africa um, and it you we can't get away from this this is this is something that is part of us you know so sometimes we're sitting in whatever country or whatever city and sometimes we just feel compelled to say things um which is always kind of scary at first but um so it can happen anywhere and he has a harder time turning it off than i do
0: um so Interesting. which yeah. as i mean hell if they do a show about you i definitely would watch it you seem like a very fun <laughs> person to watch thanks and i and I mean, I am all for a couple a couple of psychics like that are married and living together. Like that would be an amazing show. <laughs> it's definitely, I could, yeah,
1: it's definitely a, an adventure. That's why I say. Every day is an adventure in this house, for sure. Yeah,
0: it is for me too. But that's because I have two big mastiffs and two kids, and that every day is a god knows what the hell's going to happen today. Or <laughs> we'll to More like, what am to have to clean up today? But you know, right, right, right. so. Yeah. I realize we talked about death, but I never asked you this question. Okay. What do you think happens when we die? Like from your experience, what actually happens after we die? So 95%
1: of me, 96, 97% of me believes one way. And then there's like a 3% that believes in the in the nothing, nothing, nothingness, right? So that's th- only 3%. But in everyone I've spoken to and across, like that has crossed over, even animals, it's a better place. So I feel like you resign to die unless you die in a tragic car accident or something quickly. Um, and I think that you open your eyes and you see the people who meant the most to you um, as, a, as an easy buffer, you know, like, okay, here you are. And then if you're seeing that person, you're like, oh shit, I must be dead. <laughs> you know? And you get greeted by your favorite pets or animals or what have you. But I feel like those people help you into the next... They tell you like what happens next, you know? Um, hmm. Which is, I think you do do some type of review. I, I don't think it's like... You can call it... A, most people call it a life review, but I, I, I think that you take all the lessons and put them somewhere in your soul or something. And then I think after that, I think you move on and you, you can either, I believe you either get to work. Cause I, I think that when I've spoken to people, I know that there's lots of people that, or there's a couple people that I know that work with children as they cross over helping them figure out what's going on. So I know that there are quote unquote jobs in that realm of some sort. They don't pay you, but I also think it's I also think it's like better than the greatest heaven that we could think about. So if you want to have pink donuts every day and not gain a pound, then you can have pink donuts every day and not gain a pound. And I I think there's a part of that. And then I also think there's like the infinite beings. Right. So we so you not only get to connect with anyone you want, I just feel like there's a you get to watch as well people back here. Um, And and I believe that there's spirit guides. I believe believe that there's spirit family. So I believe that the spirit family are people that you know and loved in life and you can choose to do that. So I feel like there's so many options afterwards. Um, And I think you ascend, like you you evolve and then eventually you decide to go back or come back. Um, Yeah.
0: Are, I mean I, I agree with what, with what you said. I mean, and for years I was a full atheist and I believed that there was no, nothing after death. We were just rotted in the ground and our bones got eaten by bugs. But right. I my look outlook has changed dramatically over the last five, ten years. But do you believe in like reincarnation? In a way, yes.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean I feel like <laughs> I'm doing my best to be compassionate every day for all living creatures but some people I just yeah. feel like you must have been a cockroach at some point like in your last life or something or m- maybe you'll be a cockroach in the next life um so I believe that you ev- evolve in the human sense and the in the soul evolution sense so and I think that you also decide what you want to learn like the big lessons of your life that you want to learn so i think that some things are predetermined by us before we go back and then but most is not
0: yeah i mean i i am a big believer in reincarnation i've been told by so many psychics that like they have talked to people that have passed on and that it's a waiting room up there and you're just waiting for your chance to come back down Unless hmm. unless you actually achieve what you're meant to achieve and then you move on to a greater place. But they didn't yeah. want to call it heaven, of course, because I don't personally like to call it heaven either. I like to call it the beyond or just a better place. But yeah. yeah.
1: I like the better place. I, I only say heaven because most people can I say better than heaven because I think most people understand that I'm not saying heaven, I'm saying a better than, you know. So yeah. But well, thank you for pointing that out. I will I know people have Um connotations and denotations of the word and preconceived notions of the word heaven. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I mean, as someone who's brought religious, I know that like a lot of people are like, there's no heaven, there's a beyond, but these Christians named it something and ruined it. But (laughs) honestly, I think that
1: this is heaven or hell. Like I feel like that's what personally I feel like that's what Jesus was talking about. Like you can choose to live in heaven or you can choose to live in hell, and sometimes it's both here right here and right now
0: you know it's funny you say that because i i believe the same thing like i like i've been told that too that we are li- currently living in what is considered hell and that this is our first test so
1: quite possibly
0: but i mean uh, who knows we could be living in a matrix for all we know yeah
1: I mean. <laughs> oh my god can keanu reeves come and play with us then <laughs> is that... sorry not you baby. for me
0: I, I mean, Keanu's a good-looking man. I ain't gonna lie, but <laughs> no matter how straight you are, Keanu Reeves and Johnny Depp is a good-looking man, but 100%. But, I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: I, I definitely will take me some carrie Ann Moss. I ain't gonna say no to that. Okay, so. <laughs> cool, cool. But, uh, so so, do you think that there's an underworld? Because if you think there's a beyond, do you think there's actually like some kind of underworld where evil stays?
1: Um, I, I don't,
0: I, be, I know there's evil,
1: I don't really see it. A lot of people tell me I walk in the light too much, so I don't even see the darkness, but I can feel the darkness, so I know there's some type of evil. I just don't know where it exists, if it's Underworld or all around us or, so I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I mean, if um, Kate Beckinsale comes out, then I'm down. You know, <laughs> for sure, but yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I know it's there. I know that something exists where evil is, right, or where more demonic, kind of spirits exist, but I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know much about
0: it. Yeah, I mean, even if, even if you don't use the word demon or demonic, because I don't see, I, I it's so hard because like. Those words have like a buzz to them that, like, everybody's hears that word, they're like, <gasps> but I mean, it's just at the end of the day, they might not be called that, like, they might just be underworld creatures. That's why I call them, it's just underworld creatures, like, they're just pure evil beings who they have a purpose, who knows what it is, but they have a damn purpose and they're meant to do something, whether it's destroy or if they work for somebody, who the hell knows, like, really, at the end of the day, who knows, but yeah, so, it's possible.
1: I, it's totally possible. Absolutely.
0: But I don't know. I'm a big believer in mythology. Like I like Greek and Roman and Egyptian and all that mythology. So I like to believe there's multiple things out there like that, like that we can't explain, like just not even higher beings, just beings with more abilities that are out there and they, they're still out there. I think, I mean, I just, that's my personal belief. No,
1: for sure. I also believe that humans can do way more than they're, capable of I, I know we can i i know that we call it telekinesis but i know that people can move things with their i know there's so much more that we can do um in our lives
0: yeah there. i mean i i believe that too i mean that's i mean not to keep boasting about my podcast but that's kind of why i did the podcast too i mean but it's just i i don't know i felt like i needed to do something and i got into podcasting with another podcast and like with a group of friends and like this one they kept saying, like, you need to do your own show and just do your own thing. And I'm like, and they're like, because you, you have a good voice and you need to be out there. And I'm like, well, I love the paranormal. Let me do that. But nice. And this just for the last eight months has grown and it's become a huge part of who I am now. Like, it's just, I love it. And I'm hoping someday I can make, you know, a little financial gain off it. I'm not looking to get like Bezos rich off of it, but still, <laughs> like, be nice to have a little bit of a supplemental income from it. But someday, maybe someday, I'm not. I'm hoping, I'm
1: quick. sending you the best abundance energy ever. <laughs> Financial abundance, wealth, health, all that stuff.
0: Oh, I appreciate it. But before we wrap this up, though. Yeah. Uh-oh. Let's talk about your books. Because you, you've written three books. I want to hear what they're about. Okay, sure. Um,
1: so, Smile from the Inside is a five-step guide to healing from anything in this crazy modern world that essentially is my first book, um, bestseller, international bestseller, Amazon bestseller. And it's a book about how to find your smile. Really. It's how to find your happiness again. And essentially in it, I posit the smile method, which is a five-step method and it's for awareness. So I feel like there are five steps that we all go through that you're, we spoke about this earlier that you're going to go through. Right. So, you so it's the whole breadth of how to deal with current obstacles, traumas, loss in your life. Um the second book is I'm not going in chronological order, but it's from grief to grace. It's the grace method. It's for how to heal your past once and for all. So it's helping people essentially deal with that loss that they just can't get over. Um, help them to move through that, you know. And again, it's a five-step method Um, I also have a children's series Um, it's called the smile from the smile from the inside adventure and the first one is called Finn and the ferocious flu the second one coming out in March or April Um, working out with the illustrator now we're finalizing the final kind of drawings illustrations Um, it'll be called Scout and the serious split each one is it's about healing in a different way so and we're gonna talk about taboo subjects and it's gonna be LGBTQ focused most of them, um, or have an element of LGBTQ in them, um, and *Fit in the Procious Flu* is about the pandemic and how a family goes through and navigates being trapped together. <laughs> um, it's really, it's really the coolest thing I've ever done. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do the illustrations, but man, that is—they're just amazing, and they're so cool. It's just such a, it's such a cool story, you know? So um, yeah, lots more to come too. <laughs> lots Ooh. more books to come.
0: And to write kids books too. That's, I mean, anybody that's willing to help kids try to be better people in this day and age and learn how to deal with this world. is just to me, amazing. Cause I actually, I work in retail and I like what I did for five hours a day was stocking books at like Sam's club for the link like company. And <laughs> Some of these books that come out for kids, I'm just like, why are there 25 Nights at Freddy's books here? They're not teaching kids anything. Like, give them real books. Like, (laughs) give give the, I mean, these are middle school sections. Like, give the middle school kids real books that teach them things, not these horror novels and 5,000, five different hocus pocus books. Like, Jesus, like, give them something that helps them. But,
1: well, I appreciate that. I appreciate hearing that. I think there's a I think it's there's a growing market for books about healing and about taboo subjects. I mean, my first one is about the pandemic, right? My second one's about a, a, a two a two women getting divorced. Uh, the third one is gonna be about transgender child. The fourth one is gonna be about a parent dying. Like, if they're all gonna be very taboo subjects that people don't want to talk about, but it's a beautiful way. They're all discussion books, right? So at the end, there's like questions so you can talk about. The feelings along the way um the coolest part was when my nephew like it it, it had come out i think 2021 20, and my nephew didn't see it until like a month or two after and then he saw me and he's like uncle sethy because that's what they call me he's like this is such a good book He's like, I love this book. And he's like, and it's not just because you're my favorite uncle. He's like, it's because it's a really good book. And I hope, and I think it's going to help a lot of people. And I was like, I start crying. I'm like, oh my God, you know?
0: um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 100% agree. Like it's, that would, I'd probably make me tear up if my, if my, if my, if my nephews, my, oh my God, my cousins came up, cousins came up to me and been like, your podcast taught me something. I'd be like, no way, <laughs> but like. Like I, I would be honored if, if one of my if anybody in my family actually looked at my podcast and said it was like good. <laughs> but my family's not a podcast family by any means, so it just doesn't happen. But that's okay. I will live it. I mean I keep on keeping on with that because I mean kids need all the good influences they can get nowadays. Absolutely. I mean absolutely th- and this world is, this world is horrible now. It's it, just a horrible It is now.
1: it is. And November is children's grief awareness month. And not people every year I'm now gonna post it all everywhere so that people know I just people don't people but kids are so susceptible to everything and they emote and they have feelings and they we need to talk about it with them and we need but also they have more resilience than we give them credit for Um, like they can for example I did like you know personal development workshops and with adults it takes them like three or four days to get over things right with kids it takes them three or four hours to get over things Like it's, it's amazing to see that just how resilient they can be when in the right or appropriate situation.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I mean, uh, kids' resilience is amazing. I mean, I got over when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, even you get over those like little breakups within like hours and you're (laughs) like, I'm going to go get someone else. (laughs) You you, you become an adult and it's like a month of heavy drinking and moping. So yeah, it's true. It's true, and and that's all I'm gonna say about that because I mean, there's you, you, we do a lot worse than that in that month, but <laughs> not to mention the whoring around. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I mean, I I applaud anybody who does anything for kids. I've had a 14 year old author on here who actually wrote 18 books.
1: No way, that's amazing. And
0: Shanti Hershinson, she's Impressive as hell, a lot of it's sci fi or horror. But she wrote one book about anti bullying, like an anti bullying book. And because she gets, she unfortunately gets bullied. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's sad. It's sad because I mean, she's such a good w- girl and she wrote all these books and she was a kid. And it's just, if I could have done that when I was a kid, I'd be a millionaire now. Like, come, like, and I had the ideas, I didn't have the talent, but it's just, uh, it's, it, it amazes me what kids keep up nowadays that I could never imagine doing when I was a kid, even. But right. yeah, you can do things I mean. now, though. Exactly, which is what we try to achieve and do. But <laughs> too low, or too late, though. The bank counts already too low at this point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but please tell my listeners where they can find all your stuff, where they can find you, and just promote yourself any way you want before we wrap it up.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me at I Elliot.com. Um, and then all my socials are at Seth Elliot Santoro, one L one T just like it's spelled there. So at Seth Elliot Santoro, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, and I, yeah, I have lots of specials actually going on right now for coaching and or for mediumship readings. So check out my black, my black Friday specials. And yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me on this podcast
0: oh my pleasure i was looking forward to this interview a lot and me too. I, any psychic or medium i'm always down to talk to so. <laughs> because honestly they they interest me more than any, like when i started this podcast i was like originally like i only want people who are into cryptids and can talk about cryptids and then i started getting some psychics recommended media recommended me and i'm like all right and then after the first couple interviews i'm like oh my god this is who I want my show. Cause they are interesting as could be like,
1: <laughs>
0: like I've had so many now. And I mean, my listeners love it too. Cause every single one has different stories. Every single one has different beliefs. It's just, no one could say that they're all the same thing. Like they, are, there's a thousand different kinds of psychics out there. a thousand different kinds of mediums. And I, yeah. I've loved every single one that's been on my show. And it's been an honor. So
1: I should, I but should as all, all up, my listeners, I'm sorry
0: no no, I was no please say up
1: with my husband He has had a very different like experience and dealt with more evil stuff than i have
0: oh i'd be down i'd definitely be down for that conversation <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: nice sorry to interrupt you go ahead
0: uh, i do i mean uh, I, i'd even be want to have you on together i mean that'd be an interesting enough dynamic as it is. <laughs>
1: that would be fun that'd be fun
0: but we we could always talk about that a later date but okay um for all, for all my listeners you know you can find me on facebook as paranormal the New normal slash maniacal music musings podcast for the s facebook group you can find me on twitter and the gram as that juggalo bastard on tiktok as juggalo bastard podcast and on youtube as paranormal the New normal i want to thank seth for coming on once again it's been an amazing interview and i can't wait for this episode to release when it comes out in january ish so thank you and I will definitely reach out to you about having your husband on or both of you on. Either way, it works. Awesome. And to all my listeners, I will see you in half a week. Have a good one.
1: Bye.